Welcome to Marksman, a podcast for men who have been marked by Christ and who are aiming their lives at Christ-likeness. I'm Mark Spellman, your host, and want to welcome you to today's conversation. Thanks for joining me on the podcast today. Hope you'll share this podcast with your friends, with your buddies, and uh, let's just get more guys sitting around the around the garage, amen, or in the backyard sitting around a a little uh, fire pit or something. Let's just have whatever you want to imagine it to be. <laughs> Let's just get some more guys involved in the conversation. Hope you'll share the podcast with your friends. But again, I want to pick up today a conversation that we started a few weeks back. And if you missed any of them, you can go back. You can find the series. Uh, they'll be lab- labeled accordingly. But uh, we're going to pick up in Romans chapter 8 again today, talking about if God is for us then who can be against us? And if he did not withhold his only begotten son, but delivered him up for us all, then how and why would he not then freely give us all things? Praise God, would he freely give us all things? So this is a powerful, stabilizing truth in our life. That no matter what develops, no matter what comes, this is a stabilizer. This is a game changer. This is an anchor for your heart and mind. No matter what storm comes, no matter how long the storm lasts, you will outlast the storm and you will come through it and you'll come out of it. I'm quoting to you Romans 8, 31 and 32. But if you go back to verse 28 of that same chapter, he says, all things can work together for good to those who love God and those who are the called, the called. We're going to talk about that word today, the called according to his purpose. And so in that verse 31, where he says, you know, you know, if God before you, who can be against you? It starts with this phrase. What shall we say to these things? So Romans 8.31 says, what shall we say to these things? Well, what are the things he's talking about? Well, back up to verse 28 and 29. I just quoted verse 28 to you. But verse 29 is where he really starts talking about the things he's referring to that cause us to know God's for us. And if he's for us, what can be against us? So the first thing that he mentions, he said in verse 29, those whom he foreknew. Those he foreknew, he predestined. Now, we've already talked about those two words, and if you missed the conversations, go back, grab the podcast. We talked about the foreknowledge of God and how that causes us to know God's for us. We talked about the predestination, the plan that God has for your life, what's prepared for you. Something's been prepared. There's a path prepared. There's a plan. God's not waiting to try to figure out what he wants to do with you and me and with our children. He's got a plan and it's our privilege and it's our duty to discover it, to seek and keep seeking, to knock and keep knocking, to ask and keep asking, to pursue, knowing there's a plan. Something's predestined for my life. It doesn't mean I don't have a choice It means I do have a choice, and I choose to pursue. I choose to know. I choose to seek. I choose to understand. And if you do that, man, God will surely reveal his plan and his purpose to you, for your children or your spouse or or whatever you're, you know, whoever you're praying with on that situation. But then he goes on to say, this is Romans 8, 29, those who he foreknew, he predestined, And here's the ultimate 
predestination to be conformed to the image of his son. Now that is the heartbeat of marksmen, conformed to his image. That's what aiming our lives at Christ likeness means. We're being conformed. He's the potter. We're the clay. He's forming us. He's shaping us. He's molding us. He's conforming us. And when in the end and full result, you're going to look just like Jesus. Not a clone of his you know, visage, but a clone of his character. You're going you're gonna to look just like him. You're going to live just like him. You're going to think just like him. You're going to, like Jesus, only do what I hear my father say. Only go where my father directs me. Only say what I've heard with my father being with him. You know, that life that he lived, we're called to live. Did you hear that? We're called to live. That's the next word in this particular thing we're talking about these things paul said what are we going to say to these things if god is for us what are the things first one is foreknowledge the next one is predestination predestined but then the next one is those he predestined those he called and we're going to talk about that one today those he called and of course those he called he justified those he justified he glorified we'll get to those next week and the week after but today let's talk about the call no one comes to the father unless the father draw them that's that's what the bible says in other words if god wasn't calling for you you couldn't come home it's not some decision i mean i know we sing that song i have decided to follow jesus well that's a good decision and everybody needs should make that decision but you don't make that decision alone you don't make that choice if god were not calling you now think about that now that will that will humble a soul that will that'll put the holy fear of god on you when you realize all god had to do if he wanted me to be destroyed just leave me alone. Just don't call me. Just just leave me alone. Don't speak to me. Don't call me. Don't woo me. Don't draw me. And I'll just be left to myself and my flesh. And you know where that's going to get me. It's going to get me destroyed. And I'll probably destroy some other people in my process. But no, he called me. He called me. And if you've ever said yes to Jesus in your heart, you didn't do it on your own. He called you. It's the hope of his calling. And I want you to see that um, there's a scripture that gives us that. It's in Ephesians chapter 1. A tremendous prayer here in Ephesians chapter 1. You can literally pray this man right out of the Bible. Ephesians 1 has a prayer. Ephesians 3 has a prayer. Colossians 1 has a prayer. Philippians 1 has a prayer. You can go into those chapters and literally extract the prayers that Paul prayed for the believers And you can adapt them, make them personal, and literally pray them for yourselves. Pray them for your spouse. Pray them for your your church family, your pastor. Pray them for your children and your grandchildren. Pray them for your coworkers. Uh, I mean, you can literally take those prayers and make them your own. And I love this one in Ephesians 1. It starts around verse 17. Um, Actually, verse 15. Ephesians 1, 15 says... Wherefore, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, I cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. Man, 
wouldn't it be awesome to have Paul making mention of you in his prayers? Well, this is what he prayed. And so his prayer isn't any more powerful than your prayer or my prayer. So we need to be making mention of some folks in our prayers. Amen. And here's what he made mention of. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, the Father of glory, the Father of glory. Well, I thought he fathered us. He did. He's the Father of glory. When he sees your life, he sees glory. Why was it Jesus said, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross? He saw what the Father saw. He saw the glory on your life. He saw the glory restored on your life, and he knew that if the Father fathered you, he only fathers glory. He's the Father of glory. The Father of glory may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, in the knowledge of Jesus, in the knowledge of our Father, in the knowledge of God. May we have a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. He goes on to say, verse 18, that the eyes of our understanding would be enlightened, amplified says, flooded with light. May the eyes of our understanding be flooded with light or enlightened, that we would know. Here's three things he's going to mention, but the first one I want you to hear it loud and clear, that we may know what is the hope of his calling. Hope is produced when God calls you. There's an expectation that hits your heart. There's an expectation that enters your life. There's a hope that comes to you when he calls. And no one comes to the Father except the Father draw him. No one comes to the Father except through the Son. And when Jesus calls you and the Father calls you and the Holy Spirit's dealing with you, there's a hope that's birthed in you. There's a hope of his calling. He wants you to know the hope of that calling and what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the same. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe? So those are the three things he unpacks the last one in the rest of that prayer. But I just for today's discussion, I just wanted you to see the hope of his calling. He just wants you to know I'm calling you. I'm calling you. You know, the Bible says this in John 15. Jesus said, you didn't love me first. I loved you first. Jesus said, you didn't choose me. I chose you. (laughs) Again, we do make a choice. But the only reason we can even make the choice is because he chose us. He called us. I mean, this is important, guys, to get this right. Who's the one leading in the relationship? Am I leading God or is God leading me? And that's real important to get that sorted, get that clear in our heart. I'm not leading the relationship. He's leading. I'm not leading God around. He's leading me. I didn't choose him. He chose me. Well, I did choose him, but I only chose him because he chose me. I didn't even love him first. The only reason I can love him is because I discovered his love for me. Do you see how that works, guys? God's the author and finisher of our faith. But he authored my faith. My faith in him is a result of him authoring it, him calling out to me, him choosing me, him loving me with the foreknowledge of God, with the the plan that he has. He says, now, 
let me let me talk to you. Let me call you. Let me speak to your heart. And when he speaks, he authors faith in me. I get faith. I get the ability to choose. I mean, that's where faith comes from. It comes from hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen. The hope of his calling. You know, it says this, even in the book of Corinthians, no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Ghost. In other words, the Holy Spirit is the one who authors conviction. The Holy Spirit is then gives us the grace to repent so that we can actually turn and say yes to Jesus and surrender our lives back to Christ and to God. See, I just wanted to kind of set this in motion in today's conversation that what is the hope of his calling? Because if he, he predestined us, he prepared something for us. I mean, he has foreknowledge of our life. He knows the end from the beginning, but then he went to work calling us, calling us to that plan, calling us to that purpose, calling us back to the true identity of our life and the true value of our life and the real purpose for our life. See, this is how we know what Paul was talking about when he says, if God is for you, how do you know he's for you? He's constantly calling you. He's constantly calling you and I out of our darkness, out of our sin, out of things that are destroying our lives, destroying our families, tearing things down. He calls us out of that. And then he calls us into the light. No one gets into the light unless he calls. No one gets out of darkness unless he calls. We are completely dependent upon the call that God would call for us. I mean, when he entered the garden in the beginning, it says he called for them. Adam, where are you? Well, he knew where Adam was. I mean, he was, I said this in a previous podcast, when God asks a question, he's not looking for information. <laughs> he's not trying to discover something. He's asking questions for us to discover something. And he was hiding. Adam was hiding. Adam was trying to cover himself and he was eventually going to blame his wife for everything. So God calling was, to, was, was he was pursuing Adam. He, he wanted Adam to come to him. And so this is why we come home in our heart to our father, because he called. We wouldn't even get home if he didn't call. We wouldn't even be able to find our way back home if he didn't call. We are completely dependent upon our father calling us. And so if there's any desire to serve God, it's because he's calling you. If there's any desire to aim your life at Christ's likeness, it's because he's calling you. If there's any sense of purpose and destiny to your life, it's because he's calling you. If there's any conviction in your life over something you've done, something you know was was not right according to God and his ways, you even having that conviction is because he's calling. He's calling. And I want that just to lock into your heart today, guys. He's leading us. He's the one leading the relationship, not me, not you. And so this calling, the fact that he would even call and that he keeps calling is the fact that he's for us. And if God is for us, who can be against us? He didn't withhold Jesus. He gave him up for us all then why would he not also freely give us all things and then call us 
Say, come to me. I got something prepared. Come home. You'll be happy when you're doing life my way. And I'm living in you and you're living in me. And Christ is in you and you're in Christ. I mean, he calls us home, men. I hope you've enjoyed the conversation again this week as we went just a little bit further in this passage talking about these things. What shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? What are the things? First of all, his foreknowledge. Next of all, he predestined us. He he prepared something for all of us. And thirdly, we now looked at this week, his calling. Man, take this word to somebody today. Encourage this someone today with this revelation. Let them know God's calling. Let them know that they are on God's mind. A lot of times when I share my faith with people and try to, you know, strike up a conversation with a stranger, you know, one of the things I like to tell them is, did you know God's thinking about you? (laughs) I mean, sometimes you're not, you might not be thinking about God, but he's thinking about you. And the fact that I'm having this conversation with you is because he's thinking about you and he's pursuing you. He's calling you. So man, I hope you enjoyed the conversation today. The hope of his calling. It's one of the things that reinforces the fact that God is for us. And if God is for us, who can be against us? He didn't withhold Jesus, so he is not withholding anything good that we need. It's been a joy. It's always a joy. It's been a joy to be with you this week on the Marksman Podcast. Hope you'll share the podcast with your friends, with your buddies. And until next week, I call you blessed.